And welcome to the Citrus Gridiron, your home for Central Florida high school football. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Citrus Gridiron, episode number two. Today we have a very special guest. Well, I, should, I don't think I should call him a guest because he's going to be on this quite a bit when he can make it. We have my good friend, Tim. How are you doing, Tim? Hey, I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me this week. Hopefully I can get along around here a lot more often. Absolutely. Guy, you know? Yeah, for sure. So uh, Tim, Tim's a, a great guest. This is a great first episode for him because he's a big man himself. So we're doing top 10 big men. He was an absolutely outstanding offensive lineman. So, you know, this is, this is a great episode for him. He's going to have a lot of good takes. So we were going to do an episode recap on the games from last week, but almost all of them are canceled. You know, so this week we're going to do top 10 big men class of 2023. These are not underrated prospects. These are the overall top 10 big men. So if you're a big man, you're eligible. If you're an offensive lineman, defense lineman, if you're a big guy. Big men need love too. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So uh, just kind of wanted to recap about last week. So all the game, I think there was only a couple games that were actually played in the Central Florida area. But really, uh, the main game that really happened, it was actually on a Saturday night. It was at the uh, Camping World Stadium. Uh, it was actually two prominent programs in, in the state of Florida. Uh, yeah. You had Miami Northwestern, uh, constant state contender versus uh, Jones. Uh, arguably, I think they were our number one team in the ranking from last week. So yeah. uh, it was very surprising. Uh, we had Miami Northwestern actually winning 42 to 24. Actually, very surprising outcome. But like I said in the last episode, um, these jamborees are just the beginning of the season. There's a lot of room for the growth at the end of the season. So uh, they could meet again uh, eventually. And, and Northwestern you know. kind of just pulled away at the end. It was, it was competitive for the most part. Um, you know, South Florida – we all know the level they're at, and yeah. it's going to take some time. But, you know, maybe if they played again towards the end of the season, which I know they're not going to, but, yeah, yeah, you know, it could be a different outcome. But For sure. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not disappointed in Jones. I don't think that says anything about them. Just a good, good program. No, Jones is talented on all aspects of the field, so I don't think there's really anything to worry about. Uh, there was one uh, particular individual that I did want to point out. Uh, we mentioned Eli Campbell last week. Yeah, he made our, the list. In our underrated rankings, and – the dude, I mean, uh, he released his highlight film, and first two plays are pick sixes. So right off the bat. And what do we say about him? He, he creates, creates turnovers. turnovers. There <laughs> we go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, right off the bat, he he's really proven himself, and he's real. He's making a, a name for himself of why he for deserves sure. to get recognized in the area. So I just want to give him a shout-out for that. I think he has a, has a really promising season ahead of him. Most definitely. Yep. All right, you guys want to get this list kicked off? Let's yeah, so started. we got a few honorable mentions. Tim, do you want to talk about the first one? Absolutely. It'd be an honor to talk about this kid. Um, my first honorable mention is going to be Josiah Chenault out of Seminole High School. Uh, he's a Howard commit. I mean, when you watch this kid on film, it's like he's got it all, right? Yeah. He's got that nasty dog to him. He's great, aggressive. Great pad level, great punch. And one of my favorite things when I look at offensive line, you got to look, you got to see if they have that dog in them. Yeah. It's kind of a cliche thing, but it's so true. Right. And this kid speaks nothing but dog. Yeah. And he's not, he's not the biggest kid, you know, but he keeps his feet moving. He's aggressive. He's strong. He's, he's got a great punch. You know, the, the kid's definitely likable and, and what better program than Seminole. 
Right, and he's one of those kids that's going to go to this Howard, and he's going to go out there, and he's going to play right away. Right, absolutely. Yeah, there, there's no sure. question in my mind he's going to play early. And if you think about it, Seminole consistently does have a good offensive line. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah, year after year, it just seems like they're always producing some nasty offensive tackles. So definitely think that he has a very promising future ahead of him. And, For and sure. like, like Tim said, I think that Howard is, is uh, getting a, a, good, a good weapon there. So who's next on the uh, honorable mention? Got a couple so, more. So we have two more honorable mention. I just wanted to talk about one. Uh, Daniel Man Man Harris out of Palm Bay High School. Uh, we listed him as a defensive end. This dude is a monster. He's elite. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's he's a lanky kid. I mean, he's pretty tall. Uh, he is really fast. Uh, we saw so him. he missed his his junior year, correct? Yeah, he actually uh, he missed his junior year. He I, he suffered a bad knee injury, so okay. he was actually he missed a whole season of football. But he does have various Power Five offers. Yeah, so he can least, go wherever he wants. Really? Yeah, yeah. He's definitely getting noticed. Um, he he is definitely going to be a uh, an asset for the Palm Bay. Team. And I th- and I think that's why we had him just as an honorable mention. I know Tim and I were talking about earlier that you know this kid could be a number one guy. I mean, uh, yeah, for but sure. without the junior year tape, we just thought it would be fair to leave him as honorable mention for now. See how he, you know, he's got weight to gain. I know he was a slimmer guy, which you know that's this not is, a knock it, on him. He was no. a, he was a sophomore at no, this time. Almost this is almost two years ago. Of film right, watching. Yeah. Like this, I dude, don't know what he looks like now. He might have put on some pounds yeah. and. Right. Uh, but wow, holy smokes, I mean, he put on his tape and it's like it this like kid. looks like he gets shot out of a cannon every yeah. time the ball He's a track star, it looks like. I think <laughs> the first three plays on his huddle highlight film are just explosive sacks right off the bat. Oh, yeah. It's just insane how quickly he's getting back he's to He's disruptive. He can bend. He's, he's got it all. Yeah, and he, he's got a nice swim move as well to get him back in the backfield. I know that they even lined him up at middle linebacker on one of his plays on his he's highlight film. So, so they blitzed him right off the middle, and he just ran right up the middle and got a sack instantaneously. Yeah. So Daniel Man Man Harris will be a, a guy to watch yeah. for this year for yeah. sure. No Don't forget that name. Mind about that one. Last honorable mention: I have Teddy Smith, offensive lineman out of Rockledge. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna mention another Rockledge offensive lineman later on in this segment. But man, that offensive line is good, and Teddy Smith is a big part of it. He's a big kid. He's versatile. I, I think he could, you know, arguably play all over the offensive line. No He'd, doubt. Yeah, yeah. He's got long arms. Uh, I liked him a lot at center. He's an aggressive kid. I know he had a Central Michigan offer. I didn't see much more on him. Yeah, I think that was the only one I saw as well. Yeah, I'm not sure what's what's holding him back uh, from blowing up, you know. But uh, you know what I think is good. I always like I always like you know the the Robin. He's 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 the Robin to who we all know is the Batman at Rockledge, uh-huh. and uh, I think this kid's gonna get a lot of looks because of that. I think a lot of people are going to be at Rockledge looking at uh, We Know Who, yeah. and uh, they're going to see Teddy Smith, and they're going to be like, you know what? This kid can play too. Yeah. So I'm excited to see Teddy Smith. I could definitely see him pulling out some sneaky good offers Absolutely. towards the end of the season. And you got to think, he's just learning. Yeah. They're going there competing every day. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron, and that's the best way to get better in my opinion. I agree. I agree. All righty. Now we're going in number 10. Here comes the list. Another offense alignment, this one out of Jones. We got Cameron Lindsay. Uh, these two guys are looking at me because I never shut up about this kid. He's just he's a stud. He's got a good frame. He's an aggressive kid. He's strong, moves well. I mean, what what can he not do? I mean, we, we liked everything we saw on his tape. He got good footwork. Yeah, and I mean, I would say, me personally, the more you watch this kid on film, the more you fall in love with him. 
Oh, a hundred percent. I agree. Every time I've watched him, I'm like, wow, you know what? I didn't notice that the first time, but he does this well. You know, he's fluid. He doesn't give up on the block. He's, he's really, really likable. And he is going to Ohio, which I think is a good fit. Oh, absolutely. He's another one of those kids that goes and plays early. Yeah. He's a kid that I can see being an all conference type of kid because, you know, he's used to top notch competition. So he's going to go in there and, and he's going to, he's going to keep up and he's going to do well. I'm really, really excited for Cameron Lindsay. And he's going against Malik Bryan every week at practice. Too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Can't get much better than that. Right. right? Like, yeah. What what more do you want from him week right. in and week out? Literally. And, you, and you guys were watching the junior film. I actually only watched the sophomore film and the sophomore film was just really good as yeah. well. So I can't even All imagine around. the growth he's, he's gained in one year of football experience. So definitely think Ohio is getting a, a good steal on that one. I agree. All righty. Who we got at number nine. Here's another one. One of those kids that you just watch and you're like, wow. Yeah. Where are his big time offers, you know? Mm-hmm. Kelvin Toby, the end out of Evans. The yep. kid's explosive. He's violent. He's athletic. He's got great bend. I don't know what's holding him back. Yeah. I know he's got one offer from Doan University, I believe, a D3 school, but I, I don't know what's holding him back. He's got it all. Yeah, I, I, know, I know he's not the biggest kid. I, I don't think his measurables were bad no, by any means. Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked, I liked his tape too. He could shed blocks. He had a good mo very good motor. Oh I think that's God. what we were, we were yeah. raving about earlier actually yeah. is his motor. The kid, I mean, every play he stands out because I mean, he's just right off the ball, right when that ball snapped, super fast, super aggressive sideline to sideline guy. I mean, this is a kid you want on your football team. Absolutely. Yeah, no sure. doubt. No yeah. doubt. Let's not forget to mention that he is playing against these tough Orange County schools. Yeah. These offensive linemen from these Orange County schools. He's playing against a Popka, West Orange, etc. Yeah, no joke. Jones. So he's definitely going against some top-tier competition For out there. For sure. Absolutely. I agree. So at number eight, uh, next on the list, we're going to go with Calvin Smith, uh, edge rusher over at Okoe. Uh, this guy really impressed me on film. He's actually committed to Illinois. Uh, what really um, stood out to me was his special teams plays. Uh, he was getting, he was on, he was lined up in the middle of the formation in a punt rush formation, and he's getting back there and he's blocking kicks, creating turnovers. Um, and this is an edge rusher. This is an edge. <laughs> that just shows he is so explosive. I think out of all the guys we watched, this was the most explosive guy. I mean, right off the line, it's like a bat out of hell. I mean, so explosive, such good speed. Yeah, he. I mean, he's got a good frame too. I mean, he's six four and a half, two thirty five. Yeah, he's no joke out there. So, I what really, really stood out to me was how quick he was off the edge, just yeah. creating turnovers, getting back in the backfield. Uh, his, I mean, his quarterback pressure alone is creating turnovers. Right. The rush, uh, rushing the quarterback to create he can bend. Yeah, yeah, create, yeah, create interceptions. That he's, quarterback's he, never comfortable. No, yeah, he's no. on the field. No, he's because he, he's back there in a flash. Yeah, yeah. no, he yeah. has no time to think. And another thing that I liked about his tape he had some special teams on there yeah Absolutely. it's just i mean that's college coaches love oh yeah him. yeah and i think we all we all touched on his special teams because i mean holy crap as an edge rusher yeah he's running as quick as uh, faster than the receivers do it yeah. trying to block the punch or the corners you know this, this guy's getting back there he, he's a smart player you know Illinois, I think they're getting a steal. I think so, too. He's and a Big Ten guy, for I sure. Think, Most definitely. I think that he, I mean, right now he's primarily playing defensive end. I think he's going to transition more into that hybrid edge rusher role in, at, the, at Illinois. Generally. I agree. Yeah, I agree, because he can go sideline to sideline. Yeah, 
For sure. Who we got at number seven? We got another stud here. We got another stud. Who do we got? Calvin Smith. The end out of Olympia. I think Cam, uh, Olympia's Cameron James. Cameron James, wrong person. <laughs> I'm at the wrong one. Um, no, no worries. Um, I think he's going to be a great three tech at the next level. Yeah, Reminds for me a sure. Grave on Dexter. Yeah, dude, at Florida now. I mean, I think once you get him inside, and I mean the athleticism on him and the size on him, and he's only going to get bigger. And that's you can thing. see, you can look yeah. at a kid and know this kid's only going to get bigger. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, man, you see so much potential in how big he can get, and he's already a monster. Yeah, and, I mean, <laughs> he's hawking down these quarterbacks as they're trying to scramble out. Like, yeah. that's hard to find in a big interior guy, and I think that's what he'll be at the next level. And Yeah. I think and especially he, going, he, he's committed to Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what they see in him. I think, I mean, obviously I'm not a part of these conversations by any means, but I think, you know, if I were to guess, I would say they're saying, you're probably going to play on the inside here. So yeah. we're going to get you big, um, you know. I don't know by any means, but hey, he's a good pass rusher. He's got a solid bend, and yeah, like I, like you said, I think I agree with you. He's going to play um, on the inside at the next level. Most definitely, yeah, for sure. All righty, my number six, and uh, this is a guy that we all really loved over here, Jude Tenor, defensive tackle at Oh Golly, Oh Golly, Oh Golly, Oh Golly. We love Oh Golly, and we love Jude Tenor. This, oh man, I love this kid. He's a big kid. He's a pure bull rusher. He's very good on the inside, good interior lineman. He's very fast for his size. Didn't you think so? Yeah, I thought this kid's got some speed for being a defensive tackle. Um, he, he His bull rush really did impress me as oh, well. Oh, man. Good he's, with his hands? Yeah, good with his hands. He's just blowing these offensive linemen off the ball, and that's that's obviously a good perk to have as a defensive tackle. Yeah, and I know Tim can agree that his motor is just – Oh, my God. He's got such a high motor. Like, yeah. He's just going full speed all the yep. time, yep. no matter what's happening. Yep, and I, and I did some research on him because I like this kid a lot. Um, he is currently committed to Georgia State. And I think there's one thing that I want to touch on that I think is 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 holding him back from that next level. And, it, and it's not a knock on his game at all, but I think his highlight film, he's missing one thing, and that is just a, a, the aggressiveness in his tackles. I think if he has a, a few tapes this senior year, he can put together a good senior year campaign and just put some guys in the freaking dirt. Because he's doing it at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. We know he's not soft. This kid is aggressive. This kid is mean. He's nasty. I love everything about him. I mean, like I said, I can go on about this kid all day. He's arguably probably one of my favorite prospects. Right. I would have him top three on this list if he had that mean tackle, that Vince Wilfork. Remember Vince Wilfork when yeah. he would just grab somebody and he would tackle him into the freaking dirt where they would have a helmet imprint on the ground. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see out of Jude Tenor. And and I'm not saying he can't do it. I know he can. He's got it in him. There's no doubt in my yep. mind about that. And that's the difference between – and Georgia State is a good program. I'm not knocking Georgia State at all. But I'm saying I think he can, I think he can rack up Power 5 offers. Oh, Absolutely. I could see him at like a nice little Tennessee or something. Yeah, like I, I like this kid a lot. So, Jude, keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm rooting for you, and I can't wait to see your senior year campaign, man. Oh, golly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who we got at number five? I think we got another offensive lineman. Love it. Who do we got? I think uh, Peyton Kirkland, yeah, Peyton. offensive tackle, Dr. Phillips. Yes, the Texas commit, the big man himself. Yep. I mean, when you see this kid – there's no doubt in your mind that this is a Division One offensive tackle. Oh, he's elite. 
just by looking at his frame alone. Oh God, yeah, he is massive. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a lot of a lot of potential. Great frame, and then you watch his punch. Yep. You're watching shoulder pads and heads just jerk back. Yeah. Like, they don't stand a like, chance not as a soon chance. as he gets his hands on. <laughs> not a chance. You know, sometimes I actually wonder why some of the kids are trying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, at some point, it's just like, do I just fall to the ground? And it's let like, coach, just... what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, I mean, it's a do? man amongst boys, honestly, yeah. when it looks like on the field when he's yeah. on there. So It is. And he finishes his blocks. He's got great feet. And he gets to the second level well. Yeah. But how about this? How excited are you guys to watch Peyton Kirkland block for Cedric Baxter in college football. Oh, man. Both committed to Texas, arguably one of the best tackles in high school football right now. And, I mean, I think we can all agree Cedric Baxter could be the best running back in the country. Absolutely. So, I mean, the repping film. the 407 at Texas, oh. I am all for it. Bring Texas back, baby. Texas, yeah. put them back on the map. Get them yeah. some cowboy hats. Let's get them going. Yes, I love it. I hope, I hope they're friends. I hope they're uh, – you know, getting excited for it together. That would be awesome to see, and that would represent Orlando very, very well. Speaking of elite offensive linemen, we were talking about him earlier, but I didn't want to reveal his name, even though it's pretty obvious. We got Bryce Lovett out of Rockledge. Oh, man, I could go on about this kid all day, but I know we're on a time crunch. He is a giant kid. He's got long arms, good frame. I know we really liked his feet. He had such good footwork. They never stop moving. No. And that's what you look for on these big guys. Some yeah. of them get a little lazy with their feet. Yep. And they stop moving them. But, I mean, once he makes contact, he's oh, trying to drive you through done. the dirt. It's he's done. not just putting you in the dirt. He's trying to drive you through the dirt. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is he never struggles to make contact because his pad level's so good. His yeah. feet are so good. This kid is, I mean, everything you want in an offense line. You know, I think this kid has, is five-star type quality i really do yeah this kid is one of the best linemen i've seen in the central florida area in a very very long time he's always looking for work he's got a great stance i know he's coached well like i was already talking about rockledge <clears throat> earlier and man they are coached well yeah i mean him and teddy they're yeah just, they're just dominating yeah and that. i'm not i'm not super familiar with their other guys on the line yet no i'm not super familiar but i mean they all yeah, they all look like solid. Their splits are they're split. Yeah, exactly. They're a unit. They're a unit. And you know what makes this this podcast so great is we may eventually find out about those guys. Yeah, and and they'll be mentioned. And they'll be mentioned. Yeah. So they they just work their way up and prove themselves like Bryce and Teddy have. They'll definitely make an appearance. Yep. And that's another Gator commit and Bryce love it. So Gainesville's definitely hype about. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Still this kid. I mean, shoot. I'm not going to sleep on him at all. He could he could earn early playing time if you ask me. He's he's ready. Yeah, I think sure. he's going to be a, a a great college football player. Yeah, and and coming in at number three, uh, we got Caven Call out of Apopka. Uh, he is a defensive end, and he is a monster. He is. Um, a little bit about them. Uh, first play on his highlight film, he's reading a uh, like a. Back backwards screen pass, and he just picks it off right off the bat. So that just tells you right off the bat that he can read offenses very well. Yeah, and, and that's definitely a perk to have as a defensive end. I think we kind of uh, we 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 believe he's going to transition over into that offensive uh, uh, outside linebacker and edge rusher position yeah. at the next level. He is committed to UCF, so UCF has a boatload of talent coming in in the, in the next couple of years. I mean, look at Central Florida now; they're just producing so well right now. So definitely. They're getting some. They're getting a good can, a uh, good good player out of uh, a Popka here in Cayman Call. 
Yeah, I agree. UCF does so well recruiting the area, and and this area is just continuing to rise in yeah. stock. You know, yeah. these kids are freaking good. Caven, uh, like you said it, you know, you hit it right on the nail. He is a sideline to sideline player. I mean, he mm-hmm. he can really do it all, and he's also a run stopper, can change direction. Yeah, he this this kid's got it all. What do you think about him? And I think his pass rush he's so yeah. versatile he yeah. can either hit you with power he can hit you with finesse whatever yeah. he wants to do he's gonna do it yeah just because he's a better athlete than 95 percent of the other people yeah, yeah for i agree sure. you know what i really liked about him i really liked how well he squeezed and pinched i thought that yeah. that was such a like a uh, an asset to it's him it's a great quality yeah that's definitely something you want to have um him and the him and him playing in the outside linebacker position in the future he probably won't need that much of a pinch um asset to have but i think eventually he's he's going to transition very well into that role. yeah i think we all agree he 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 would be a great outside linebacker even a you know a down backer that you know can hit the edge yeah yeah he can do it i could even see him he's athletic enough to cover a guy I no, think. yeah you drop him back <laughs> in his own coverage or match him up on a fullback he's he's there yeah and Absolutely. he's not afraid of contact either no, no. he's not he, he's a very very well-rounded player and he really could go to you know, just about any any school in the country, I think, if he really put himself out there. But he's staying home to UCF, going to represent Orlando. So good for him. I'm happy to see him. You know, I, I predict a very, very successful career for him. For sure. And at number two, he was actually my favorite player I watched on film personally. But we're going to go with John Walker out of Osceola. He's a, a defensive tackle. He is unbelievably good uh 300 pound defensive tackle it's a monster he is so quick off the ball release i mean he is just bulldozing his offensive tackles every i think every single play i saw on film was a <laughs> tackle for loss or a sack yeah it's just insane the the, the havoc he's, he's creating in the backfield he's violent violent yeah. hands yeah and, and 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 these these tackles for loss and, and sacks they're turning into turnovers he's he's that destructive on the line of scrimmage yeah and he can bend well for his frame too he can change direction Good, good speed for his size. Such an aggressive punch. You know, I really, I really like the kid. Another UCF kid. There we go. There's another UCF <laughs> guy. Yeah. I mean, they're killing it here. Yeah. Right. Like my thing with Mr. Walker here is, uh, who are you gonna have him one on one block him? Yeah. You got to put two guys on. <laughs> it changes the whole offensive scheme. Those offensive coordinators in the area are definitely game scheming every week trying to go around run this guy. away from him i guarantee you and these guys are probably making up plays called run away from walker <laughs> yeah. that's, I, that's kind of a catchy play name. i like that run I, away from walker. I actually would not be surprised if he's beating double teams out there <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if john walker beat a double team and tackled a man on the open field on a jet sweep that's how i know that's a wild thing to say but man this kid is good and he's explosive and i'm not sleeping on him no, no ucf got another steal man their defense is going to be good in the future yeah i'm excited for that good for ucf well, and here's the kicker, right? So they try and run away from Mr. Walker, but then guess who they run into? Mr. LeBlanc. Number one on our list, oh. Mr. LeBlanc, Derek LeBlanc. I mean, this D-line is nuts. Oh. I mean, c- could this be one of the best in Central Florida? In my lifetime. I, yeah. You I mean, the, seriously. If you watch both these kids on film, and I'm going to touch on Mr. LeBlanc here because it's his time to shine. Yeah. But... <laughs> I mean, this kid has it all. Oh, God, man. His kid's freaking awesome. He has speed, power, finesse, whatever you want. He's got it, and it's only going to keep getting better. Oh, man, I'm excited for this kid. Such a good frame. I like to look at him as a wrecking ball. Oh, Just just straight-up destruction. Everything in his way is going down. 
that that's the best way to do it. He fills a gap with ease, relentless pass rusher, super aggressive, super explosive. You loved him, didn't you? Yeah, I would actually love to see this Osceola defensive line go against this uh, Rockledge offensive line. Ooh. Rockledge has a good offensive line. Jones has a good offensive line. Yeah. There's a lot of good, uh, you know, possibly potential uh, matchups, but man, Derek LeBlanc is the real deal. And yeah, and, and you he, watch his hands. Watch his hands. They're so violent, so destructive. It's good. It'd be hard to just keep your hands on this kid, just by yeah. how violent he swings his. Yeah. You know what? It, I, I think he's doing that drill. Did you guys watch that video of Aaron Donald grabbing the guy by the neck? Oh, yeah. And he's shaking him. It's like Derek LeBlanc. I know he's not necessarily grabbing him by the neck but just the aggressiveness everything he has his hands are so strong and he and he's ripping off he's shedding all these blocks and it's these guys like you said earlier these guys don't stand a chance no i mean it's it's you put this kid i think he could play essentially right now yeah at the next level i do too and i still think he's making plays yeah i agree he's that ready he's that much higher above than a lot of these He's scary good, and he is going to a powerhouse of a program, isn't he? Boomer Sooner. Yep, he's going to Oklahoma. <laughs> really excited to see that. Wow, man, this kid. Yeah, he's going to make some noise. Yeah. I'm really excited for the future of Central Florida football because guys like this, you know, we wanted to do our top 10 big guys because we kind of left them out a little bit on our underrated list last mm-hmm. week. I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we kind of left them out, and, you know, that was our apology. But, you know, there's so many good skill guys. But then, man, watching these top guys in the area, and there's a lot of guys that were left off this list that are really good. And, uh, you know, that was just um, just something we had to put together. And we, 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 we can only do the three honorable mentions and then the top 10. But, man, we're super excited for the future of Central Florida football. Congratulations to all the kids that made the list. We're really excited. We're going to follow all of your senior year, and, you know, we'll be giving updates throughout the whole year. Yeah, for sure. Definitely got to catch some of these games live. Yeah. Watch some of these guys play. Speaking of updates, this is something new that we want to introduce to the podcast. We are going to be doing game predictions each and every week, and we're going to tally up our score and we will discuss next week, you know, kind of how we did on our scores. So we're all going to keep track of this. And by the end of the year, whoever has the most points will uh, – we didn't really come up with a prize yet. Maybe uh, wings, <laughs> some chicken wings. I'm uh, watching my figure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, what the prize is. We'll, we'll, maybe by week four we'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But right out. now we're going to, you know, kind of college game day it right now. We're going to do game predictions. So we picked five games this week, and I'm going to cover them one by one. We're all going to give our prediction. We, you know, kind of save the comments. But, you know, if you have a quick comment here and there, whatever. But, you know, we just want to talk about what we think. So the, some of the best games we got, the first game is a Koei versus Apopka. Brian, who did you have winning that one? That one's tough. I mean, you got Keandre Jones against his uh, old team. Yeah, his old team. His old team. That's a heck of a matchup. Yeah, I think that's going to be interesting to see. I, I still got a Popka on top. I mean, okay. it's at the end of the day, it's a Popka. They're going to find a way to win. Yep. I'm going to go Popka on that one. All righty, Tim, who you got? Hookah, hey, baby. Oh, man. You guys both got the blue darters. Yeah. yeah. Guess what? Revenge tour. Oh, I geez. got a Koei beating a Popka. I respect it. I do too. I think Keandre is 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 going to make some noise. I'm saying three rushing touchdowns for our boy Keandre. I mean, we saw him on film. Yeah. Nobody's even touching him. I, I think he's going to have a big game. I think he's going to three have, touchdowns. He's going to have over 100 yards. We'll be talking about him next week. You know, who he reminds me of is Daquan Isom. Ooh, remember Daquan yeah. uh, transferred from a Popka to Doctor Phillips. Yeah. Very similar players. So uh, look at it. And he, I think uh, uh, Isom 
had a revenge tour against Apopka. Dr. Phillips beat Apopka with Isom, I believe. Yeah, that sounds that right. Might be right. Yeah, I'd have to fact check it. Don't quote me on that, but I, uh, that, that could be true. <laughs> Lake Mary versus Dr. Phillips. Tim, who you got on that one? Man, this one's a tough one. It is. You got Manquez Lang out of Doc, or out of Lake Mary that I absolutely love. Oh, just a power, speed, anything. He's got it all. But then you you got a powerhouse like Dr. Phillips. Yeah. It's like, who do you pick here? I know. And I'm going to have to go with Dr. Phillips. All right. She's going to have to be. DP? You know, I, I shoot. I'm going to go DP as well. I don't, I don't think you can... It's so hard to pick against DP, even though I, I love Lake Mary. I just think well-rounded overall as a team, Dr. Phillips is so hard to beat. They're so good at every position, and so is Lake Mary. You know, Lake Mary's got their elite corner and Braden Marshall, and then we already know we, they're two guys. They're running back and receiver were our underrated prospects. Um, so, man, but I just I just can't, can't vote against the Panthers. Yeah. At the end of the day, Lake Mary's going to win. All right. Do you know why? Why is that? Because they have the two most underrated players <laughs> in Central Florida. At the end of the day, Manquez Lang and Markel Jones are going to be the difference makers in this game. Um, I can see it. it it's just going to happen. Lake Mary's going to win. All right. I'm not going to argue that one. So now we got a huge, huge rivalry, one of the best rivalries in the area, the College Park rivalry. we got Edgewater versus Bishop Moore. I love this rivalry. It, it was good back when I was in school. You know, these guys hate each other. It's real hate, you know. It's the it's, battle of College Park, yeah, I believe. Yeah, it's a private versus the public school. Yeah, it's it's not one of those just random, you know, fake rivalries like Lyman and Lake Lake Brantley. They try to keep that alive. But, <laughs> you know, I just don't think those Forget kids. Forget about it. Those kids don't hate each other like these kids do. So I have Edgewater winning and uh, Cedric Baxter scoring four touchdowns. I have Edgewater as well. Uh, two words, Cedric Baxter. Yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth there, Brian. <laughs> all righty. So we, we all got Edgewater on that one. And the next game, Jones versus Coco. So I don't like when people sleep on Coco. These guys constantly produce, you know. Go ahead and turn on the NFL maybe, and you'll see Chauncey Gardner out of Coco High School or Chauncey C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was a Florida Gator himself, came out of Coco High School. Man, they, they, they're always an elite program. They're well-coached. They are outstanding athletes. So I think they're going to put up a fight against Jones, but who, who do you think is going to come out with the win? I'm interested to see. Uh, you got Blake Boda in his first game transfer from Seabreeze. Um, oh, yeah. So that's, a, that's a good test right off the bat. Malik that's Bryan a good defense, defense he's got to go against. Yeah, I mean. Jaden Gillins. Yeah, Blake Boda was, he was considered to be in our top 10 at one point last week. And, I mean, this th he could really change our minds right here. If he can pr produce against uh, a defense like Jones. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's Jones. I'm going Jones. Yeah, there's. They're, they're, I think Jones is just too good overall. I think Coco makes it a fight in the first half, but they fall short. Uh, Jones pulls away, you know, end of the third quarter and kind of makes it a three, four-score game. Uh, Jones takes this one. And then I think they're coming back for blood after that loss to Miami. That's a great oh, point. Yeah, they're, they're gonna, coming they're gonna to be, get it back, and they're, they're going to be angry, and they're, yeah. they're going to unfortunately let Coco feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, no, I, it, I would not want to be on that Coco sideline for this game. No, no. After that loss to Northwestern. Yeah. So we, our top two guys on this list came out of Osceola High School. And 
Now they are playing Treasure Coast, who is a uh, solid program. I think they had 10 wins last year. Yeah, 10 and 2 last yeah. year. Yeah, oh man. So this is going to be a game. You know, get your popcorn ready for this one, right? Tim, who do you have winning out of Osceola and Treasure Coast? I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. You got the two best big men in Central Florida on one team. Yeah, what do you do? Nothing. <laughs> you can't run the ball. And you can't, you can't pass the ball. <laughs> I think you just, you know, yeah. chuck it up and say, hey, yeah. if it happens, it happens. But chances are it's not going to happen with this defensive front. And yeah, they're elite. I just that think, is an elite I just front. think up front they're so far. I mean, maybe if they had, you know, the Patriots offensive line or something. <laughs> like some NFL guys. I don't know. It's just so hard to pick against Osceola. I think they're going to be freaky good. So. Yeah, I think they're going to be a, a state contender. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm going Osceola as well. I don't even need to touch on it. I'm not sleeping on Treasure Coast by any means, but Osceola is, I'm rooting for, for Osceola and, and I think they're going to do it. Yeah. I'm actually going to go Osceola as well, but I think this one's going to be my game of the week. Yeah. Don't sleep on Treasure Coast. Oh, I'm not. They are a state, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they are a state semifinalist. Losing to Apopka 21 to 0 in the state semifinals last year. So they're definitely not a team to mess with. Oh, no. I mean, they. And that beat, was a really good Apopka team. That Very was a great good Apopka, Apopka team. team. Yeah. And they, I mean, they blew out Palm Beach Central out of Wellington 34 to 0 in the playoffs, beating Boone 51 to 19 in the playoffs. So they are definitely not a team to mess with. A high powered team, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. I just don't understand how a team is able to beat Osceola with those two defensive <laughs> players. I, I just don't understand. And we're going to, this is a good test for Osceola. So I'm going to go Osceola as well. But at the end of the day, I think this is the best game of the week. Yeah. yeah. And, and don't, and, and I know Osceola has such a good front. We could talk about that all day, but they also have very good defensive backs. Yeah. Oh, I think that man. all around, They've got studs all over the yeah, field. Yeah, props to them. I know those coaches were licking their chops when they saw all these kids come in because they knew, gosh darn, we got a lot of talented guys here. And, yeah. and those coaches, they, they're coached well year in and year out. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yep. And they produce and they set them up. I mean, look at these kids. They got all these Power 5 offers, and you know they're just good kids, disciplined kids. I'm super excited for them, and I'm super excited for this episode. That is going to wrap up our episode. Thank you so much for listening. You guys have any le- final last words? Osceola going to States. Ooh. Saying it now, Osceola going to States. That's want, not too super bold, but I, I just like want it. to say real quick. Just early before everyone hops on the bandwagon. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to end in the podcast saying it's Friday football, baby. Oh yeah. Hey, hey, where does uh Jude go to school? Oh, Gally.